This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like rebel fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Alright guys, Sunday, June 24th, if you're listening to this, or you're listening to it late night, or you're listening to Monday morning, the 25th, what's up, huge podcast for you, Hal is out sick, and he's actually sick, I talked to him, huge buzz, but don't worry about it, because we're bringing in Papa for one of our biggest podcasts that we have to date, so making his uh, morning skate podcast debut is Pops, what's up dude? Alright. I'm so happy to be here right now. I got a lot to get off my chest, and uh, uh, this is a good podcast. There's been a lot going on in the past, you know, 48 hours with the with the uh, draft and some trades going on. So I'm I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped you're here too. And it's funny because Hal like told me how sick he was and stuff, and he's like, "Dude, can't we just push it back? Like, literally, nothing's been going on." And as he like texted me that, I got an update on my phone saying John Carlson just signed an eight-year, eight million dollar deal. So. Not not the best look for Hal, but I completely understand it. So what we're going to do, we're going to do our uh, NHL in the news, and then we're going to get into our Morning Skate Award Show, the first annual Morning Skate Award Show. Then we're going to take Twitter questions, Patty B Hotline, Domore here on Zero and Three Stars, just how you know we normally do it. So uh, without further ado, let's just kind of get into it. NHL in the news, let's go. Okay, huge week in NHL in the news. Uh, this isn't going to go in any particular order. It's just pretty much what happened over the past week. Let's just do the NHL draft first. Um, NHL draft, pretty interesting. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin pretty much, I mean, ruined his career because he's going to the Sabres. It kind of sucks for that kid. Uh, there were no there were no real trades. I mean, the Rangers traded up uh, late in the first round, but that wasn't, like, huge uh, for me. The big, the big thing about round one was the Coyotes choosing Barrett Hayton out of the goddamn woodwork because everybody was rattled this shit. I think it first started with the Canadians taking that finish center, and it was like, okay, Zanina's going to drop. Then Kachuk went. Then Barrett Hayton, fucking out of nowhere. And I thought the Red Wings were convinced on picking Hughes, and then they picked Zadina. Canucks ended up with Hughes. The Blackhawks ended up with Boquist. And then the fucking Rangers picking nine, man. Not Oliver Wallstrom's on the board. Evan Bouchard's on the board. Noah Dobson's on the board. Every, these guys that everybody's been talking about. And the fucking New York Rangers fucking pick Vitaly Kratsev. Out of nowhere. I have no idea who he is, what he did. Like, I was fucking beyond rattled because then, of course, the fucking New York Islanders got both Oliver Wallstrom and Noah Dobson. Not the best look for the Rangers. Uh... Joel Farabee went 14 to the Flyers. I mean, they're, they're, the first round was it was it was a good first round. The Sharks took Ryan Merkley because apparently they just they don't just they don't give a shit about any sort of locker room there. They're just like yeah, we'll bring in anybody. Thought that was kind of cool. Uh, Rangers picked Andre Miller. We got a boy who played some Friday Night Lights. I'm good with that. Uh, the the big one that I saw a lot of people pissed off about was Minnesota Wild picking Philip Johansson, which is a guy that nobody even had on their board kind of weird um uh, but yeah all in all that's kind of what happened um no other than that not any huge type shit so i mean pops what do you have on this maybe we can go more in depth to what the rangers did because that, that i mean that's well, the team well, that we know even, about but i'm not even shocked that the rangers did exactly what they did i mean you had well listen the rangers biggest problem for goals 
Mm -hmm. And the best goal scorer in the entire draft is sitting right there for you to take him. And what what does Lou Lamarillo do? He works his magic and grabs Wallstrom. And basically, right now, like if I'm John Tavares, I'm like, you know what? Looking at this draft, is there really a better situation for me to go? I'm going to get paid a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of really good players coming up through the system that don't need to get paid right away. Mm -hmm. So you have Lou Lamarillo, and then you have uh, I'm staying put. That was the first thing I thought of. And, you know, just typical Rangers, and then they take two, two defensemen. Like, we have so many defensemen in our system right now. Like, I'm so sick of it. Draft some forwards, draft some kids that played in the World Juniors. Can we just please do this correct way? Yeah. Uh, we're going to box this. Yeah, so it's funny it's you said that. I think, I think with the Rangers picking uh, the two defensemen in the first round kind of made you think that the D that they have right now, they're not completely sold on. And Well, that... I mean, I'm I don't kind, mean to cut you off. I, no, you're good. You're good. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I think Brady Shea is gone. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I don't think you can do I that. Mean, I don't think the two people words that they were gonna shop them. It depends on what the return is. Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on a lot of things, but it, it just it just drives me crazy because at least like said, all right, this is gonna be our plan. Like we're gonna go, we're gonna be a defensive-minded team, but like that's not where the league is right now. You got to be able to score goals, and right now we don't have the offense to do so. Mm-hmm. And if we're rebuilding, then why don't we move pieces like Kreider and Zuccarello and and Hayes? Get, at least get them out of town. So I, here, I, I don't know what we're doing. Here. Here's my thing. Here's a couple things. The first thing that I'm gonna say. Uh, the trade value for young defensemen who end up being good is so much better th- than a young forward who ends up being good. So I'm, I'm not against us getting a bunch of really young defensemen and hopefully a few of them pan out where it's like, okay, now we can use this guy as a chip and fucking get a shit ton of things. Like, I'm kind of good with that. That's the first thing. The second thing, you can't move guys like Kreider and Zuccarello out. And I understand where you're coming from a, for, with a full rebuild or whatever. And I don't think you're saying it in the way that I see it on Twitter and shit like that. But I feel like there's so many people on Twitter that would that would trade the entire Rangers team for literally 18-year-olds. And then the next year, as soon as they turn 19, they would trade them all again for another fucking 18-year-old. Like, I don't think they realize that you do need to have some sort of fucking balls on your team. You can't just throw out all these, like, deer-in-the-headlight type things. I think Chris Kreider, it's nut-up-or-shut-up time, man. Like, you're going to have a team, and it's probably going to be your team. So you go out there and you fucking lead. And and I we finally have a coach that is like letting the players like play with an edge and shit. I've been reading about which like I'm super pumped about. Zuccarello I don't want to get rid of just because he's my favorite fucking player and like I fucking love him. I think yeah. the, I think the fact that John Tavares and Eric Carlson haven't been dealt yet kind of fucked up the whole trade market at the deadline. So so names like uh, Nemestikov, Spooner, and Hayes they weren't pursued as heavily as if they would have been if those centers weren't on the market still. No, I definitely agree with that. And and I'm not saying that the Rangers should just start like trading everyone just to just to do it. But I, I will say like right now the NHL is you gotta be able to score goals. And and I don't know, it just for me Watching this draft, it kind of showed me either we're going full-fledged rebuild and draft drafting the best players available that they think, defensive-wise, and turning those into I don't know maybe like uh, you know twenty-eight-year-old forwards. Like I don't know who they're going to try to bring in, but you know they're going to try to rush rush this whole process and try to get Hank a cup, which is why I'm confused on what they're trying to See, do. See, I here. don't, I don't think, like, I, I don't think they are, man. I think if they do it right and they do it legit, I don't know who's going to be free agent centerman down, you know, down the next couple of years, but if they can get these young kids in and start playing good. The one thing that New York has going to them that a lot of people don't is it's fucking New York. If you can build a team of young people, like it's never going to be people don't want to go to the garden and play. They never have to worry about like it being Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like big name free yeah. agent. They're like, do I really want to play in Buffalo? No. Like it's New York. Like people want to fucking play there. So once they set themselves up in in a spot where like you know the future is bright, we have these young kids are playing good. Then you go out and you sign a couple big name free agents, right? And then and I think that's how the Rangers are going to build a team. But the Russian kid, what I read about. Uh, Kratsev or whatever 
they say this guy has a chance to being an absolute elite franchise type player as comparable as Evgeny Kuznetsov. So if he becomes Evgeny Kuznetsov or anything like him, I will be incredibly happy with that thing. Uh, last thing on the draft, my two winners. One, the Islanders. I mean, that is so perfect for them because now it's like, it's going to be the battle of Kratsev and Wallstrom. And it's going to be, you know, who who's better, who's worse. And if I'm Gordy Clark, you better be fucking damn sure that you pick the right guy. And then the second team, I think that, you know, won the draft. It's got to be the Detroit Red Wings. I don't think there was a moment the Detroit Red Wings thought they were going to get Philip Zadina. Who they brought in, they asked him what he brings, and he says, I bring the goals. And then they picked him six. And then all the way down at 30, they get Joe Valeno, who was on the board as the 14th overall player in the draft. So I would say the Red Wings and the Islanders probably had the best drafts. I, I completely agree. I think uh, the Blackhawks had a pretty good draft, too. Yeah, I would give uh, you that. I'm curious to see what they do. Um, uh, uh, they, they got big core four guys. Uh, I'm curious to see how they handle that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, I don't know. The Islanders, I really do think they're in a really good spot for the next five years. They have some really good players with Barzell, Bellamy, Bellows now going to come yep, into Keith the picture. And Wallstrom. Man, Josh they, they have a really good they have a really good top you know six forwards that you know are going to be able to play at an elite level and get into the playoffs yep and then they have Nick Letty who I think is a goddamn stud on defense um their one thing is just a goalie if they can get a fucking goalie I think I think if they trade it for Grubauer I think it's 100% John Tavares stays there but Speaking yeah. of John Tavares, we're going to move on. Well, actually, we'll just stay with this. This is other draft stuff. The third jerseys were revealed. The Hurricanes, the Coyotes, and the Flyers, their third jerseys came out. Uh, I thought the Hurricane setup was so fucking... F- it was just like a crisp, fresh jersey, but then I don't know who the fuck created that logo and thought that was a good idea. But they dropped the ball on that one. The Coyotes jerseys, probably an all-time favorite of mine. And the Flyers jerseys going with the blacks. Oh, my God. That's such a... Uh, a flyers type move like it fits their like fucking entire thing they're just like bad boys like the bullies you know what i mean the worst jersey that i've seen in a while has to be the hurricanes i mean the double flags it like that's maybe the worst logo i've ever seen okay let, a, let's say let's say you take the logo out it's a pretty fucking fresh the- setup it's a nice jersey if you took the logo yes. out. I'm not thrilled with the gray shoulders, but okay. I, I do think it's a cool-looking jersey. My favorite colors at any level are black black and red. Okay. Um, they double flags. I, I don't really know what they were going for with two flags. Is there is there, a, is there some meaning behind that? I know it's a warning flag, but is there a reason why they had two? I don't know, man. It looks like something they, it looks like they searched fucking flag and clip art and then just popped it on a jersey. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. I am so happy, though, that the Phoenix Coyotes are bringing back those jerseys. That's so sick. I mean, oh, God, it's bringing me back to the good old days. But I, I tell you... I will. Uh, I will be buying. Uh, I will be buying uh, one of those Coyotes jerseys without a doubt. You have to. They're fucking sick. Um, now back to John Tavares. So he told the Islanders he's gonna talk. Go talk to five teams from the Islanders. I feel real uneasy about it. Uh, two of the teams that I know of are the Toronto Maple Leafs and the San Jose Sharks. And a report just came out that everybody on the San Jose Sharks, like even including all the players, are gonna go talk to him. I can't imagine what they're going to do in Toronto. Uh, what my, I guess my question for you is, what do you think he does? I, I, mean, I, I, I saw a report of a one-year deal, max deal, because it's never been done before. I mean, that's not a bad way to do it. I mean, I think he stays put. I mean, how many, how many other teams really can afford him? I know he's speaking to five teams. But where, where, is he gonna, where is he actually going to go where he can make as much money as possible and have the uh, have the you know the draft picks and the young kids like the Islanders do, and have maybe the best GM in all of sports. I mean, don't forget Lou Lamarillo brought the Nets to a an NBA uh, title the one year that he uh, uh, was the GM for that team. Is that, act- that and then actually happened? Barry Trotz. Yeah, he he took over the Nets for one year, brought them to the championship. I think they lost to the Lakers with Kobe. And, really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know it's crazy. And then you had Barry, and then you have Barry Trotz. Like, 
as, as your new coach. Like, this is it. Like, you're getting a new stadium. It's going to suck for the next two years, but you've already dealt with the Islanders your entire career. You're going to be making a buttload of money. You're in New York. Does it really get any better? I, I don't know, man. I think Toronto would definitely make me think that uh, that'd be a spot I want to go to. Are you sure about that Nets thing, dude? Because I just Googled it. I can't find it anywhere. Oh, Lamarillo to run Nets and Devils, New York Post 2001. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And John and, and Mike Francesa also called him, called him the, maybe the history of sports. So I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm Tavares, if, if the fucking Maple Leafs were like, here's a one-year... $15 million contract, I would think about it. Both of those teams I would think about because the Sharks are real good too. They got a Vander Kane. They just unloaded a bunch of cap. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting. The only reason why I don't think he signs with the Islanders is I think if he did, he would have done it by now. That would be my only thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think he, you know, he's the type of person, like, he's a pro athlete. Like, he's got to have some sort of ego. You definitely want to feel wanted and you know after you're playing your whole career in long island maybe he's just you know wants that thrill of like look at all these people that want me like i'm still wanted yeah and uh, I, I don't know I, I think it's either toronto or the Islanders. if there's any other team in the picture it'd be so sick if he doesn't sign with the islanders because the islanders fans have like the biggest heads right now because they got lou and barry trotz and they had this great draft and like, imagine if jt just hits him with a fucking double middle finger Oh, that'd be yeah, man. That'd be epic. it. Would be even the ultimate if he signed with the Rangers. Yeah, but he's not going to. It sucks. No, uh, I know, I know. Wishful thinking. Next one. Uh, let's see here. The Capitals trade Grubauer and Orpic for a second round pick from Colorado, and then Colorado bought out Orpic. This was just a cap dump. Uh, Colorado gets Grubauer, which I mean, the Islanders, I guess, we're trying to do. But more importantly, open up space for John Carlson. And as of like an hour ago, John Carlson signed an eight-year, eight million dollar contract with with uh, Caps. He's going back to Washington. Here's my thing, man. I know he put up a bunch of points this year. I know he he's ran that power play forever. He's an American defenseman. I should love him. I just in the in my mind, I don't know why. I just I can't see that like him making eight million dollars. That blows my mind. Yeah, I mean. It- I don't know. I would never spend that much money on a defenseman, but I'm also not an NHL GM. So, uh, and you don't know what kind of leadership he brings to the locker room. Like, you don't really, yeah. I don't know if we understand how much of an impact he had in the locker room during the playoffs and stuff like that. I know all the attention was on Ovechkin, but I really do. Carlson brought balls. Um, you know, he's probably one of those guys that brings his lunch pail to the rink every day and, and brings it. And, you know, there's not enough money to pay those guys. And I definitely think, thinks, you know, I think he's one of those guys. I don't know. It, you're going to have to pay him. Yeah. You know, he had the most points in the NHL as a defenseman. And what, what are you going to do? If you're Washington, you have to bring him back. You have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a real bad uh, luck if they I, didn't. And, and without him, they're D's in shambles. So I guess that's how much all do right. you think? How much do you think uh, Carlson um, – with Ottawa, we'll get on his on his contract. Uh that's even if he goes there. I mean, if Carlson's making eight, I would give. I mean, ten plus, right? <laughs> Which yeah, is absurd. The defenseman is going to. I don't know. It, it's a cra- It's a crazy. Lead. Is the cap going to go up? Uh it just came out. I think it went up a little bit. It goes up a little bit every year. Yeah, I heard they were going to really try to, you know. Uh, push it as far as they can um, because of, you know, all these contracts that are getting dished out, but who knows what they're going to do. Yeah. I, I have no idea what's going to happen there. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk probably about a month ago was confirmed that he went to the Rangers for two to two years. And that that's complete. He signs a three year, six and a half million dollars contract with the LA Kings. I mean, I think he wanted to live in that big media type place. So he goes to LA. I get that. I mean, does that really make L.A. that much better, though? <laughs> no. Guy hasn't played in the NHL in five years. I don't know what they're thinking giving him $6.5 million. I, I don't know, For man. three years? I, I guess they're looking to tank. I honestly do. And that, that <laughs> you know, uh, no, I can't uh, fans in the seats. I, I really do. Because what are they doing? 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean they it just would got be one their asses handed to them in the playoffs, and now now they go and sign Kovalchuk. Like that's your answer to all of this? Yeah, that that was kind of what I was thinking. Like, I don't think Ilya. I mean, if it's the old Ilya Kovalchuk, like yeah, for sure. But you don't really know what you're getting here, and. I mean, does that really make does that put them past another round of the playoffs? I mean, they got fucking destroyed. So <laughs> they got embarrassed. They have no speed. Uh, they're just too slow, and I, I don't really think he adds much much speed. Like I don't yeah. think Kolchuk realizes how fast the NHL is right now. Yeah, because you're really starting to see the you know the older elite players kind of getting phased out. Yeah, and uh, and Kolchuk, I just don't think he belongs in the NHL anymore. It's been too long. But. I know. Well, maybe I'm wrong. We'll maybe puts up twenty. Maybe scores twenty five goals and has sixty points this year. Yeah, I mean, and at the same time, like that's probably his cap, right? Like I don't see him doing much more than that. And you're going to pay a guy six and a half million dollars to only put up that much points? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, last trade. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa trades Mike Hoffman, uh, fifth round pick, and some other Cody guy. To the Sharks for Mikel Bodker, Julius Bergman, and a six-round pick, and then immediately San Jose sends Hoffman to the Panthers <laughs> for a, a second round, a fourth round, and a fifth round. So San Jose unloads all this cap, gets all these picks. I think that's why they're making a serious push at fucking Tavares. Uh, I mean, Hoffman's gone, I guess, and I and what they said is now they're focused about their like dressing room and shit like that. It's like, yeah, you kind of dropped the ball on that one, buddy. You probably should have done that a little while ago. Yeah, the, the whole Hoffman situation is kind of bizarre. Did you see a picture of the girl? She looks exactly like the type of girl that. <laughs> um, I'm sure that this whole rift has been brewing for a while, and it probably caused a lot of, uh, you know, animosity in the locker room before all this, you know, came out into the media, but I don't know. I, I would take Hoffman in a heartbeat if he if he dunked his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking sniper. That guy can rip. Uh, dude, he scores goals. Yeah, and that's I, a, th- that's a thing. A like, dude, the Panthers got better. <laughs> like, Mike Hoffman <laughs> they can did. play, they man. Really did. And they're in such a small market, like, no one cares about the Florida Panthers, so that girl's going to be fine. That girl's going to be sitting by the swimming pool yeah. on Twitter bashing everyone and anyone who comes her way, and the Panthers are just going to be a better hockey team. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Nobody's going to care because they're in Florida, and that's just what they do. Yeah, it's the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, no one. they're the second-best team in the state of Florida. Like, they're, no one cares. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. Night and day from the years that Scott Mellonby was their fucking captain, dude. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, what you needed to do is get that girl in New York and oh. let her go shopping on Fifth Ave and just let Hoffman go to work every night. Yeah, I mean that. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I mean, Mike Hoffman. I wouldn't expect that from if that was like Sean Avery's girlfriend. I'd be like, well, that kind of makes sense. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I hear it. But that that was NHL in the news. So now we're gonna move on to the first annual Morning Skate Award Show. Music. All right, this is a moment you guys have all been waiting for. We have five awards up and ready to go. The first award, the Matt Sundin Award. The award will be given to one of the best players in the league that cannot seem to raise a Stanley Cup. Nominees, Henrik Lundqvist, Steve Stamkos, and Joe Thornton. Hank, obviously, has been the, the heart and soul of the Rangers. It's an uphill battle from here. Steven Stamkos. He's played, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. He's played 10 elimination games, and he has two goals and one assist, and those both came in the first elimination game. Not great. And then Joe Thornton, a guy I would love to just fucking booze with. I'll never forget when he said that he he wanted to take his cock out and stroke after Thomas Hurdle scored a four-goal game. Just a natural-born leader. So, uh, yeah, so this award, chosen by the fans, goes to Henrik Lundqvist, 42% of you guys voted for him, 39% for Stamkos, and 19% for Thornton. Tough look for the King, man. This isn't exactly an award you really want to take home. Nothing against Matt Sundin, but I kind of get it. What do you have on that? I I, I voted for... Um, uh, I didn't vote for Hank, 
That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I voted for Thornton because I, I thought Thornton, is, well, he's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. The guy is one of the, probably the most elite passer I've ever seen oh, play yeah. the game. He's unbelievable. H- Hank is right up there too. But, you know, Hank is more of a victim of his team where, you know, Thornton, I don't know. I just felt like, he, I don't know. I just felt like he, there was a lot missing in San Jose in terms of, uh, you know, spending his career there. He should have just, uh, he should have tried looking to get out. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, it took forever for San Jose to actually win a, uh, like a playoff, playoff. series. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, King. Matt and Dean Award. Next award, the Clout Award. Uh, 2018 is the age of social media, and we have three nominees who'd love to get their clout up. Nominees are Ali and Jacob from On the Bench, the guys who talk fundies. Uh, Mike Commodore, who's become a star on the uh, podcast Spin Chicklets. Guy hates Babcock. He, uh, he fucking karate kicks people in the chest outside of restaurants. Guy's an awesome animal. And the Las Vegas Twitter account, they did a lot this year, chirping pretty much anybody and everything, and any time they did something the first time, they said it was historic. So, the winner of the Clout Award goes to Ollie and Jacob, dude. 56%, Kami got 16 Vegas got 28 Ollie and Jacob even twi- uh, tweeted it out. Shout out to those guys. Congratulations on this. They really took it by storm, dude. Like, this was a really fun, creative way to, like, get your name out there. The hockey people loved it. They got some NHL guys to do some skits with them and shit like that. Uh, these are two guys that I would love to just fucking hang out with. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like they would fit in pretty much anywhere. What do you have on this one? Uh, absolutely. I have 100% agree. I mean, those guys took the internet by storm. I remember the first time I watched the video, I was like, Dude, they better have more of these because this is one of the funniest things I've seen. Um, anybody that, you know, uh, makes a joke, out of themselves and, and for the entertainment of others and, and really puts themselves out there like that, it's, it's fine by me. I would love to go grab beers with those guys. They probably have a great sense of humor, love the game of hockey, and you know I, I think that's the most relatable thing in this sport is that if you can just be you know just a normal guy and have some fun with it, you're going to be liked by all the fans, and, and I think they're just a product of that. 100%. Great locker room, guys. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. They, they, they're they the glue guys in the locker room. Uh, so congrats. Maybe we can get them to come on the podcast sometime. I'd love to fucking hear their story about how they got to where they were and who came up with ideas. So uh, congrats to them. Moving on. This one's pretty self-explanatory. The fucking I Hate You Award. Uh, this award goes to the player that pisses you off the most. Uh, I mean, there are some pretty good nominees. I picked like the three most controversial people this year. Uh, Brad Marchand. For I, I don't know the exterminate the rat, uh, Tom Wilson for I don't think he's ever thrown a legal hit in his life, and Ratko Gudis who decides to hurt his teammates whenever he wants to. So this award goes to Brad Marchand, sixty-one percent, uh, over thirteen hundred votes. This was the one that I knew for sure that that was the guy who was going to win. Having said that, you guys can hate him all you want. Personally, I take him on my team. Every single day of the week, if I can. Oh yeah, he would be a fucking star in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, you might as well just change this award to his name anyway. Uh, I didn't think he would ever lose this. The other, the other two, Wilson. He's kind of new. Like, I, I don't think anybody really. I think he's just na- making a name for himself and just trying to do his job. Uh, he is just a reckless machine out there. Uh, Gudas is just a. He's a joke. That guy, <laughs> honestly, is just a clown. Uh, but Marshawn, he's a good player. Yeah. And he's a good at what he does. And that's, you know, getting the other team off their game. And I take him in New York in a heartbeat. Have to. He, I mean, he's a fucking Hate great player. And I love the fact, the thing about that, like, Wilson and Gudis, like, yeah, they, you know, they ride that line. Like, Marshawn embraces it. Like, if you call him an asshole, that just, he loves that. Like, he plays off of that. And, you know, you got to respect a guy who's really out there trying to win the I fucking hate you award. So shout out to 63 moving on next award, the memorable moment award. So I did this a memorable moment in like a funny type of way. Um, so the nominees, Scott Foster, the backup goalie for Chicago, booby gate, the girl who went tits out for the boys during the Stanley cup finals and the Islanders fans who bought two billboards and put snow must go on them. 
Uh, I think they all were worthy of winning this award. But the winner goes to Scott Foster, backup tendy, accountant by day, NHL goalie by night. I'm not disappointed that he won, but like I thought Booby Gate was going to take home the the, uh, the title. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think Scott deserves it. And you should actually try to see if you can get him on the podcast. He, I'm sure he would like to continue his fame you know, from that uh, yeah. one game that he played. But, uh, yeah, Booby Gate, I'm really surprised, didn't have more votes. Um, man, I will say, I hope that Booby Gate turns into an every-year thing. Like, there's that one girl at the on the glass that gets to show her tits. Yeah. I really do. Hell yeah. I think it would be a great tradition and really promote the game of hockey. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it was a scene out of Slapshot. Like, when the girl fucking puts her tits on the glass while they're skating around. Like, it was literally that, except for it was in 2018. And, and Hal and I talked about... she was a rocket. Yeah, like and, a yeah, and Hal and I talked about it a couple weeks ago. The most impressive part about that was the fact that, like, nobody knows who she is. Yeah, you're right. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the Barstool guys didn't... Because they used to have, like the, the, like, the smoke shows. And then they, like, if, like... Especially at, like, a baseball game, if it panned to the fans and there was, like, a smoke show, people would know who she was within, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They really dropped the ball on that one. Maybe she's just like a uh, like a secret agent, but just like a boob secret agent. Yeah, she could be Russian, which is why she's just like under the radar. Could be that too. I don't know. Something to think about. Uh, and our last award, uh, we've done the beer league jersey thing since pretty much we've started this thing. Uh, I put I took four of the best beer league jerseys that we posted so far this year. So the nominee is the New Haven Raiders. Shout out to Ricky Ziegler. He sent me a T-shirt. Love that. Uh, Dirty Mike and the Boys. I think they were one of the first beer league jerseys that we we featured on our Instagram page. Uh, Hot Dog Phil, love that jersey, and Top Gun, which I think is a fucking sick idea, sick setup. Uh, the winner, not shocking. Dirty Mike and the Boys, fifty percent of the votes. Uh, these guys. So we had Nick from Beer League talk on here a while ago. Awesome dude, li- dude lives a dream. Fucking awesome job. And they do this Westie Award every year where they uh, they have a beer. It's like a beer league jersey like competition. And Dirty Mike and the boys won it, I think, last year. And they flew down there and they hooked them up with new jerseys and shit like that. Like, That's I, awesome. Yeah, it's fucking sweet, man. And, I, I mean, I've had the same beer league team for a while. We've had a couple sets of jerseys. And, like, you know how it is. You go to beer league, you bring some beers, whatever. Uh, jungle juice. Like, we've gotten kicked out of a couple of ranks. Like uh, the stories that that we could tell about our our beer league team are pretty fucking crazy. And the cool thing about Dirty Mike and the Boys is like I feel like they could probably go story for story with us and of just like crazy shit that happened at beer league. And that's that's why I respect those guys. Like they have their own Facebook page, their own Twitter account. Like these guys are legit. So shout out to them. Uh, what'd you have on this? What what jerseys did you like? I, I like them all. I mean, the hot dog Phil is obviously hilarious Mm -hmm. dirty mike and the boys though i mean the name alone like you know walking into the rink like oh god we got dirty Mike. (laughs) like you know know, it's just gonna be one of those games where you're you're just gonna be getting slashed behind the leg you know you're gonna get chopped and butchered all night long yeah you're you're gonna you're gonna get laid out and one of them's gonna be on the bench with their camera and it's gonna fucking go viral that you got fucking your shit kicked in at a beer league game because somebody on dirty mike and the boys decided to lay the hammer on you yeah, and I love looking at those jerseys too because uh, my men's league team, we have a plain white one and a plain blue one with just our numbers on the back. And our name is TBD because we didn't get a name in, in time. So we're just rolling with it. I respect that, uh, Captain Tibbet, dude. But I love being like the ragamuffins. Like, it's almost like I'd rather have a really nice jersey or just a plain white jersey. I like agree. So I agree with that, dude. You either have to have a fucking sick ass jersey, or just one that like you walk in, you're like, these guys clearly don't care. This could be bad. Yeah, I mean, we've only lost like two games in the past like three years, so it's it's we're one of those intimidating teams. Have to be. Um, and having said that, the morning skate we're coming out with jerseys. If you guys want to buy one, they're like sixty five bucks. Let us know they're fucking fresh. Our guys at Lagos Sports hooked us up. Uh, they did a fucking great job. They're they're fucking really, really, really nice. So again, if you guys want to get a jersey, let me know. I'll let those guys know. We'll see if we can get a fucking order going. 
And, uh, yeah, so that was the Morning Skate Award Show, the first annual. Not the fucking typical awards that you see at the uh, NHL Award Show. These are awards that we think that hockey players actually, like, I don't know. You couldn't put it on TV, but if they could, it would be better. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Uh, I had a question, though, for you to go back to your uh, new jerseys that you have. Um, are you using those for your regular men's league team? Yeah, so Laga Sports hooked it up. So what we're going to do is I'm going to use them for pretty much any beer league that I play in. I'll have a set of jerseys that we can we can get the morning skate name out there. And not only that, uh, I'm going to bring them to every tournament I play in too. So we're going to one in Burlington probably nice. a little bit less than a month. So we'll have those jerseys. If we go to Lake Placid in the winter, we'll have those jerseys. It's just a nice set of jersey to have in there. Dude, they're so nice. Like They're not cheap at all. Like They're quality jerseys and they're light and... I don't know. I love them. I think they're fucking sick, and it's good to get the name out. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, congratulate, congratulations to all the award winners. Congratulations to anybody who's even nominated. Uh, this was, I don't know, this was fun. I, I, it was one of the most fun things that I think we've done so far. So, uh, yeah, quick shout out to everybody who participated and had some uh, feedback for us. But now we're gonna move on. We have one Twitter question. Drake, play the music. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Matt McCurdy, he wants to know, watching the draft, and was reminded Pierre sucks once again. What former or current players would you like to see between the glass or doing color commentary? Pops, what do you got? Well, to go with the Pierre thing, uh, he said after Darlene got drafted that he has a chance to win Rookie of the Year. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? He's the number one overall pick. You should have the best chance of winning it. Like, Mm -hmm. they even, like, kind of chirped him after that comment. So he Pierre just drives me nuts. I can't stand the guy. I'm pretty sure 50 percent of the stuff that he even says is probably made up. Oh, the thing that pissed me off is he he I think he said was it Don? He said one of the defensemen reminded him of Brian Leach back when he used to watch Leach play at Avon. Oh my god! I fucking doubt Pierre Maguire ever went to one of Brian Leach's games at Avon. Yeah, never, never. <laughs> like, and I, I dude, I heard it and I was like, did that guy really just fucking say that? Granted, granted, Leach was a legend there, and I'm pretty sure he still holds the record for most points in a season as a defenseman. But still, like, there's no way that that guy watched Brian Leach play. Like, there weren't, like, it wasn't social media. Like, you couldn't even, like, find the games online or anything. Like, that didn't exist. Yeah, so, so like, he would have to go to the rink, rink and watch him yeah. play. Yeah, that, that never happened. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, it's in the middle of Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, but for a guy that I would like to, you know, see. Uh, in between the benches. I think the biggest problem with hockey is that they don't let characters be characters. Yep. And I, I really do think, uh, like, Bissonette would prosper. Like, he would he would make hockey so much fun to watch if you had that guy in between the benches. 100%. You'd have to put, like, the, the oh, fuck button just in case he said something, but that guy would be legit. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a fucking great pick. Uh, I would think... Was it Marty Turco was a guy who, like, tripped Pierre one time during, like, one of the games? <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, I feel like a lot of the coaches also shun Pierre, too. So there's been probably a lot of moments of that happening. Yeah, it's, it, I would pick anybody who really just, like, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like that, Absolutely. With nothing to lose, mm-hmm. uh, thousand percent. Maybe, like, a, uh, a Dale Pierreton dude. I feel like that guy would probably say some shit. Yeah. I also... Uh, I, I don't know if people know who he is, but Starman, uh, you know, he covers a lot of the NCAA hockey. I used to hate that guy. I, lo- I love him now. Okay. I, I think he's just a character, and I think he loves the game of hockey. He's a hockey nerd, but uh, he, he's just a fun guy to listen to and talk about hockey, and he knows a lot. So I think he would actually be a really good choice, too. I'll have to look him up because I don't know who that is. You know, he used to have slick back hair. He looked like uh, a car salesman, and then he shaved it all off. So <laughs> that's when he hit his stride. Well, he got more popular, so I think they were like, "All right, you got to lose this act." <laughs> all right, I'll have to check that out. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the Twitter questions. Keep sending them in. Next one, the Patty B Hotline. We have one voicemail. Take it away, Patty. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. All right, so we got one. Uh, voicemail this week and here it goes hey morning skate i just booted up youtube and it appears as if the buffalo sabers uploaded what i guess i described as a hype video it's about a minute long clip 
about uh, how the 2018-2019 Sabres are going to change and how they recognize what happened last season isn't acceptable and all that stuff. And I guess I'm wondering uh, what your thoughts on that are. Is it kind of on par with the letter that the Rangers wrote to uh, their fans? Or uh, what's your take on it, especially in light of the draft happening tonight? Can't wait for Sunday. Talk to you later, boys. Um, Sabres hype video. I mean, they finally got a crown that they can be hyped up about. They got Jack, Jack Eichel, but that really wasn't... I mean, you can't just put one guy on a team. Now they have fucking awesome offensive talent and an awesome defensive talent. I mean, I would have done the same thing. I don't know how it really relates to the Rangers because we don't have either of those things. But, I mean, if you're Buffalo, this is something you have to do. I wish there was more, like, Bill's Mafia. I hope It'd be cool if they have a Sabres Mafia now. Like, that would be legit. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome to, to see, like, the videos in the parking lot and stuff like that just for the Sabres. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I, you kind of have to do it if you're Buffalo. Like, what else is there to be excited about? Um, you finally have something to, like, brag about. Yeah, and this kid's legit. Like, this kid is a – he's going to change your organization. I mean, more than Eichel ever will. Uh, I, I don't know. I would be really excited if I was a Buffalo Sabres fan. And you got to just embrace it and embrace the hype. And hopefully things do work out for you. I mean, the Rangers kind of sent, sent out a – letter apologizing for the to the fans but come on at the end of the day we knew what the Rangers problem was we just never got it done mm-hmm. when we had the opportunities to the year that Zuccarello got hurt was the year that we I thought we could have won the cup 100% but I mean it happens like it's hard to win the Stanley Cup it's hard to be good that's why you got to appreciate teams like Chicago and Pittsburgh and LA for you know winning when they had the opportunities to yeah 100% and it <laughs> I don't know, man. I really hope I'm alive the next time the Rangers win a cup. It'll, with my luck, I it's, probably won't be, but fuck, man. Like, that'll be one of the best days of my life. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Like, I know, they won in 94, so it, like, it almost sucks that I can't say, like, I haven't seen a cup yet. Because exactly. 94 did happen. Yeah. But it, it's like it almost didn't happen. Like, it didn't count. Like, I wasn't emotionally invested into this team. Yeah. It wasn't like I, you're fucking... You're on a podcast talking about the Rangers. You were like, I was four. I was four years old. It was the first year my dad started watching hockey. So, like, I remember a little bit of it, I guess. But it's nothing where it would be like, like, I don't know. I, I completely get what you're saying. But um, if you guys want to keep calling in, 518-309-2595. Leave us some voicemails. We love it when you guys do that. Uh, it's A-plus shit. We really appreciate it. Moving on, we are now going to get into our... Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Laga Sports. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Okay, Hero and Zero time. I'll go first with my Zero. My Zero of the Week goes to Gordy Clark, the uh, the head guy on the Rangers. This guy just loves being a fucking hipster, dude. Like, why can't you just pick the pick that is like that people know that you're gonna do that's a safe pick like why do you have to keep going off the fucking board and like trying to prove yourself that you're some fucking scouting genius it drives me fucking insane dude i mean this russian kid could pan out but like if he doesn't gordy clark needs to fucking get as far away from new york as possible i my zero was going to be the rangers in general because i really think they they botched this draft i mean god knows what miller is going to bring to the team and I wrote a blog about their first three picks because, let's face it, the first two, three rounds are, are really what the draft is made of. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Rangers drafted a goalie in the second round. So, it, I don't know. I, I just feel like I really hope that's not like a mentality. Like, let's go against grain here. Let's go. Let's try to be smarter than everyone else by going like being different. Like, oh, they, everyone expects us to take Wallstrom. Let's go. Some, let's go a different direction. I mean, it, listen, it's a crapshoot at the end of the day. Like. There's no guarantees in the draft, but to have that mentality going in is really discouraging. As right, a dude. Fan. And like the, when Wallstrom got picked, they kept saying how he was the best pure goal scorer in the draft, and you're just like, fuck, like come but the, on. But they got me to a point where I just like started laughing, and I was right. just like, yep, like we're still the same. Like and, it, and it's here's not going to change. Why don't we ever pick any Canadian players? We never pick Canadian players ever. Never. What the fuck is that it, about? Hey, it's hello! Insane. They're fucking really good at hockey. It's it's their sport, and we were. How many Swedish players are we going to take? I know Swedish like own the. I know Sweden own the draft. They must be pumped. 
because I feel like every player was Swedish. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, no, but I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I mean, don't know either, man. obviously they, this is their job and this is their livelihood and they're going to take it serious. But at the same time, I feel like they're not, I feel like they're really just not putting in like the effort that like, how do you not take Wallstrom? Yeah. I mean, the only thing that you don't take Wallstrom is if somebody said they were 100% sure that this Russian kid was going to be good. That's the only way. I don't think you really risk a pick like that. if Because Wall- Wallstrom was like a surefire. This guy's going to score 25 goals at the least. So, like, yeah. they must they must have been convinced this guy pans out. But well, to I'm me, it has, it has Pavel Brendel ran all over it, dude. So, um, maybe, maybe not. Uh, my hero of the week goes to the real insiders. I'm getting so sick and tired of these fucking fake accounts coming out and saying a bunch of shit, and they have not a clue what's going on. Like, And they'll do it like a minute after somebody else says, oh, I heard a rumor, and then they go out and they're like, oh, rumors. So my real heroes of the week, Bob McKenzie, Darren Drager, Elliot Friedman, those guys keep doing your thing and keep putting these fucking losers who have fake rumor accounts in a body bag. What happened with the Pacioretty thing? Was that one of those? No, that was, that was a... Uh, that was Jimmy Murphy. He's a Boston Bruins guy. He's verified on Twitter. Uh, Hal, Hal seems to like him a little bit, but I, I don't know what happened there. I, you, you have to have some balls to fucking go out and say something's done, and then when it's not, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and the, and the way they came out, like, it had to come from someone legit because they were saying, oh, there's rumblings going on, like, here at the draft. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's kind of wild to, like be throwing around big names like that and then yeah just, like, and you have really you happened. have to like be careful about it because i think aaron ward like did that one year i forget who it was but he said somebody was going somewhere and then it didn't happen and i haven't heard from aaron ward since oh yeah i oh my god yeah i remember that holy shit so yeah. you gotta be careful man yeah but i do appreciate though all the um all, all the, tw- all the the tw- twitter people posting like like just condescending tweets like stating how they they heard this, like the like blatantly obvious stuff. Like I heard the Sabers are going to take Darlene with the first pit. Yeah, I hope I'm the first to report it. Like those are making me chuckle. Yeah, I even I even did like a should I, should I tweet this out kind of thing? Because last year I did like three of them, <laughs> and like I nailed all three of them. And this I forget who it was, but the guy was like arguing with me. He's like, "Who are the players?" Like, I can't reveal my sources, dude. And he's like, "I don't want the sources. I want the players." I was like, "Well, you better believe." Like, how does that guy not know I'm just fucking with him? Yeah, I, dude, there people are crazy on Twitter. Yeah, like especially more so when Twitter. I uh, since I've got involved with the morning skate, I see how like crazy people are nuts. Yeah, they take it so serious. It's like, dude, like I, I don't work for any of the teams. Like, I, I don't talk to any of the insiders. Like everything that I talk about or tweet about or blog about is all hypothetical stuff that interests. me. You, you're gonna take it like dead serious then get the fuck out of here you don't belong yeah no I get that who's your hero of the week mine are Mr. and Mrs. Hughes the Hughes family oh, yeah. everyone knows Quinn Hughes got rocket. drafted rocket uh, rocket dude she's a rocket yeah. she played for I think she was on the Olympic like Olympic team for field hockey um Mr. Hughes just looks like an absolute G, and to produce like three kids, I think the youngest place for Little Caesars now. Yeah. The uh, kid next year is a Patrick Hughes. I think he's going to go number one overall. Jack like, Hughes. Like touche. Like I, I want to just like shake their hands and applaud them because they they did it right. Yeah, like they are so much better than the Stahl family. It's not even fucking close. Oh my stop. god! It, it's just, and the kid was so like respectful. I was like, man, they did god, well. We should range just took them. Right, dude? Fuck, man. Unbelievable. I, I don't even know. Uh, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Uh, last segment, we are going to get into our three stars of the week. Play the music. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week with the NHL draft coming out. We thought about how scouts go and they look at certain things. So our three stars of the week are the not analytic type things that you would look for in a draft pick. Stuff that doesn't go up on a stat sheet type things. So uh, I'm going to start it off. My third star, I'm going to che- I'm gonna check out the background of his phone. Uh, I feel like I, this, this, is, this is a great place to look and see what type of kid you have. Uh, I mean, the background of my phone is, our, is the Morning Skate logo. That means I have loyalty. I'm committed to the cause. Every time I open up my phone, it's like, okay, this let's fucking get it going. 
if you have a kid out there that like opens up his phone and it's like a workout plan or like a hot chick who's not like I I, I don't know. You, I feel like the background of somebody's phone you can tell a lot by a person. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I don't know, like the pictures in the phone and stuff like that. You can definitely tell where their focus is. Yeah, especially nowadays too. Like uh, you know. There's so many distractions out there, and like if a kid has like a meaningful photo of like you know maybe his family or his dog on there, sign me up. Like that kid, that kid can play for my team any day. For sure, for sure. Well, who's your third star of the week? Um, so I'm gonna. I'm, well, this kind of goes along with Catherine Tappen, and uh, mine is hand size. Like <laughs> if the kid's got big mitts, like just shaking his hand, like that's all. Like. It really is like all about how like when you first meet someone, the handshake is everything. Mm-hmm. You from man to man, like when you shake someone's hand, if you dead fish them, you just automatically, you know, you like you have them. Like he's a beta. Yeah. You know, you want your guys to be alphas. You want your guys to have a big strong grip, big hands. You know, they're playing at the highest level possible. You just want them to be alphas out there and believe in themselves and and I'm going hand size, handshake as my uh that's as a my good first pick star. dude that's a good pick uh my second star a rocket mom i think i think if if a player has a rocket mom that probably means that their dad is probably some like absolute alpha warrior you know what i mean like ro- rocket moms hands. yeah rocket moms don't marry little fucking little jerry down Fuck! I don't. I, I don't even know. I think there's a if there's a hot mom, there's probably a jacked or athletic dad that goes with it, and you got to think genetics. So number two, rocket mom. Absolutely, I think too. The rocket mom instills a sense of confidence yep. into her son mm-hmm. uh, that you know gets them to that high, the highest level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they, they walk around with a little bit of arrogance, knowing that they're like the hottest person in the room, and if that quality, like, like you know is in the sun then he's gonna walk into the rink knowing that he's the best hockey player in the, in the rink hell yeah also now that i'm thinking about it maybe a really really gross mom too also true you know because, what i'm saying there's yeah, I, as long as it's not an in-between mom i think you're safe if you're in between uh like a, a four and a seven you're probably not going to make it to the nhl yes like if your mom is <laughs> I, I, I would agree with that man like did you see i think was it uh was one of the Russians' mom? It might have been Skinetchdorf, uh, or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, his mom, second overall, mm-hmm. I think it was. Dude, that mom, it just like panned in on her. She was gorgeous, and then you could tell like the son just walked up on stage, and he was just like with yep. a swagger. Like, yeah, I'm the second I'm the overall pick. Man. Yeah, hell yeah, for sure. What, what's your second star? Uh, my second star is uh, tweets. I don't think like any of the hockey guys like that are older that are now bringing these kids in or drafting them I even understand what a tweet is. Um, you know, I, I want to know what the accounts that they're following. Uh, you know, if they're if they're following you know Instagram models and 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 just like just porn pages, I'm probably out on them. And not to say that's like a bad thing, but I want these kids. You know, I want these kids focused. Like you're spending millions of dollars uh, potentially on, on your draft picks. You know they they need to have their head right and and you know who they're following, what they're sending out there. It matters at the yeah. end of the day. You know they're going to have thousands of followers now, if not you know maybe a million. You know what you're sending out there, who you're following, people know, and it matters. So that's definitely one that I'd be looking into. That's a good call, dude. I now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like if I ever made it, actually, I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. I I completely agree with you though, hundred percent. Don't even well, like it depends. Like if you're art, if like if you're Tarasenko, you can follow and tweet whatever you want. Like you've made it. Like you're beyond the point of where like that could damage you. But you know, if you're you know, I don't know, if you're Keandre Miller, you don't want to be tweeting crazy stuff coming yeah. into New York. You know, that stuff matters. I think a rule of mine would be is if I drafted you, you would have to delete all of your social media and then start over fresh. Yeah, I mean, I know I would. I'd probably delete it for the first couple of years. Oh, yeah, and then come out with a brand new one. Yeah, just fresh. Because it also kind of plays into the fact that, like, the internet was a goddamn, like, wild, wild west just a few years ago. And now it's... Yeah. Now it's, it's you knowing what you can... Like, you know what I mean? Then I, I don't know. 
I don't want to get into Yeah, but also, well, I don't know. I was going to say that, like, also, I guess social media now is almost a way to promote you. So, yeah. you know, your, your agents are probably telling you, like, there's probably stuff that you can retweet and, like, I don't know. It's probably, it's too double-edged sword. Shout out to J.J. Watt, man. But, uh, yeah, get it. my first star kind of plays into what you're talking about with hands. I want to see if those hands have calluses on them, dude. I want, I want to see if, I, if, if those hands are worn in, if, if, if they've been lifting shit, chopping wood. I want to see what this kid's about because I'm not drafting anybody who has super, like, beautiful hands, all these lotion, soft hands. I don't want that, dude. I want a, like, a rugged, calloused hand because then i know for sure that guy's seen some shit dude you want absolutely you want a lumberjack yeah i, I think that's for any sport too like like you know it, it just represents you know hard work it, it really is one of those lunch pail guys yeah the guys are you know clocking in and, and you know working the, working the daily grind like you want that out of your hockey player to have that mentality like hockey is now my job i'm going to work like i want to see the calluses if i saw a this goes into your point. If I saw any player at the combine throw on like gloves, like oh, workout gloves, yeah. That's like a tough the guys were at the gym, I'd, they'd be done. I yeah. tell them to get out. Yeah, yeah. You can't show up to the combine wearing those like wrist guard things. You can't do that. No, absolutely not. And, um, and what's what's your last star? My last star is the car that he drives. Okay. I know. I know. A lot of these guys come from some money. You know, hockey is obviously not a cheap sport, but I, I want to know what kind of car this guy drives because I, I want to know what kind of car, like, the family allows him to drive, too. Good call, like the, dude. Like, if the kid's coming in with a BMW, I'm definitely going to have, like, Fuck this kid's kid. going to be a hothead. Yeah, right? Um, 100%. But but if the, yeah. the kid's coming in with, like, a 1998 Nissan Sentra, like, I, I'm going to have so much more respect for him. Mm. Like, the bag doesn't even fit in the trunk. He's throwing it in the back seat. The sticks are like hitting his face when he's, you know, making a sharp turn. Like one of those guys, it, it just, you know, it's one of those, you know, it goes with the it goes with the calluses. No, like the guy that has the calluses cool. are probably driving the shit cars. I, in Sean Avery's book, he talked about when he first bought he bought his first like car, and how he need, he felt like he needed to buy a car that everybody on his team kind of had. So he went out and he bought this car that he could like barely afford. And I think it was, like, Brett Hull or Chris Chelios were like, what the fuck are you doing? And, like, Sean Avery said it would have been better if he just, like, stuck to himself, sort of, and, like, didn't try to come out as, like, this glitz and glamour guy. Like, that that's such a good point, man. Like, if I if I have to pick between these two kids and they they have equal talent levels and one kid's driving, like, a brand-new Audi and the other kid's driving, like, an 04 Silverado, like his old dad, like his dad's old truck, I'm picking the yeah. truck 100 times out of 100 times. Oh, absolutely. If he's driving a truck or a Jeep or something, like you just know it just says blue collar. I want that type of player every time. It says like, family, man, too. It's like like shit isn't given to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is a hand-me-down. Like my older brother had this car, and, my, and then my sister got it, now I got it. Like, yeah. that, you know, that means something. That, that does mean a lot. So, um, yeah, that's one of those things that I would definitely take a look at. That's a quick, that's a good fucking call, dude. That was those were that was a good three star. That may have been one of the best three stars we've ever had on this program. It was a good it was a good uh it was a good subject. Yeah, it was creative for sure. Yeah. Um absolutely. But yeah, everybody who tuned in, thanks for listening. That was the first annual award show. We went over the draft. Uh took some Twitter question and a voicemail, Don Moore, and then I thought we had a great three stars. Papa, do you have anything left to like tell the tell the boys and girls listening at home? Well, I just want to well thank you for having me on. This is my first one. Uh, hopefully, I can Credit get on a little bit more often. Credit to but, me. But uh, you know, I had a blast, and I, I love what you're doing here. I just think it's a it's a good outlet, and I, I really do think that um, you're doing it. You're doing everything the right way, and I respect it. Thanks, man. I, the coolest thing about this is you just build a community of people. You know what I mean? And just like regular hockey people. That's been like the coolest thing. Like the people that we talk to. I, in the beginning of the blog, I wrote like we started this in upstate New York. We we have cousin Eddie, Prince Edward Island, guy in Chicago, guy in Seattle. You're you're in you're in the city or or Long Island. We got a guy Jersey in, City. Yeah. Yep. We have a guy in Virginia. Like. It's starting to grow, man, and what we've done in the first year is pretty fucking awesome. It only makes me think that it can get that much better. I think people respect the fact that we're just like normal people who love hockey, and we like having fun with it, and that's like the coolest part. So 
Um, Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. That was that was an awesome podcast. Uh, next week will be free agent frenzy, so we'll talk a little bit about free agency, and then after that we'll probably go on a little bit of a hiatus because it'll be the summer months. I'm gonna try to keep doing interviews with people. Um, Ashley Johnston of the uh, Riveters, who just won the uh, NWHL Cup, she'll be on. Uh, also, Jordan Geron of the Buffalo Buttes will be on. We'll have like a uh, like a women's hockey podcast. Uh, I have a couple things in the works with you and your buddy trying to get some NHL guys on. So th- yep. this summer it should be good. I'm gonna try to keep doing as many podcasts as I can because I know during the summer like there's really no hockey going on. So even like a little bit of hockey makes you feel a little bit better. So I think the summer would be more important than it would be actually during the year because nobody else is doing shit. Yeah, no, I hear you. And uh, I, I am working on a few things, and hopefully we get some pretty cool people on. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, thank you. Everybody who's listening, thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, black hearts on my card again At the crib telling your girl that we should order in And tell G to put his feet up on the ottoman We just up against a bunch of rappers I go harder than Damn, I'm so Katrina smarter than a lot of these niggas Swear the coaches brought the starter in Yeah, and I'm the type to tell your daughter things I float high, don't try and cut my water wings I'm still myself Suicide bars, I kill myself Charge it to the game, I build myself And I don't feel y'all, but I feel myself Antidote, tell him I deserve a muzzle toast I'm rapping like a shepherd with the muzzle off I'm next to blow, pause And I can hear the critics talking over the applause Yeah, I try to tell them future, let them know Send the haters all my love, exit O Got a black box where suggestions go But I don't really give a fuck, it's probably best you know My reality is brighter than your dreams are I got your dream girl riding in your dream car Yeah, and the visual is stunning I hope they document what I'm becoming Congratulations